back at it. Welcome, Lionheart, to the Women Who Finish podcast, where we are empowering you to take bold action in your purpose, your passions, and your purity, because they matter to God. And Jesus did not save you on layaway, but paid full price for you to live a full life, right? So let's take full advantage. I am Robin Ann, your confidence coach, and you can find me at robinann.com or on Instagram where all the juicy chat happens after each episode at Robin Ann L, R-O-B-Y-N-A-N-N-L. I would love to see you over there and hear what your biggest takeaway was and has been from this You Are Confident series that we've been digging into. It's been really good, really juicy as we tackle the things that are keeping us, keeping us in heaven's way. Really, Holy Spirit is ready to work. He is ready to roar confidently from the inside out. And we just want to make sure we remove any barriers to his freedom, right? Because this is his kingdom um, come, not ours. His will being done, not ours. We just need to step aside and not allow false humility, fear, or doubt to get in God's way in 2019. Because ain't nobody got time for that, right? We just don't have time for that anymore. We want to get clear and we want to give God the space that he needs to work. So I'm really glad that you have returned. Last week we spoke on permission and that was pretty meaty. Gave you all a couple chapters to read. Nehemiah 1 and 2, Numbers 13 and 14. It was a lot. It was a mouthful. But we really needed to take the lid off that one. And stop looking for permission in the wrong places, right? We needed to learn how to take authority and stop waiting for approval. So much, so many good points that were there. So I promised myself today, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. Yes, we're going to talk about passion. Passion, my dear beloved Something that we often confuse as being secular, not important, not holy, but there are holy passions and things that God has given you the desire to obsess over. And because you aren't obsessing over it, you are not giving yourself the freedom to be confident in it. And we want to break that down. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to obsess. If this is how God wired you to obsess in this way, to reveal this part of his character, you need to take up passion. You need to become consumed with passion so that the Holy Spirit can really make some moves in this area for you and you can finally finish. When we don't allow passion to consume us, we fizzle out. We're doing things out of duty And thinking we have to instead of, oh my gosh, I get to do this thing that I love, that I have strong desires for. My goodness, I am blessed among men. And you are. You are. So it's time to take those passions seriously. So we're going to dive into you are confident, but you are sleeping on those God-given passions, love. You're minimizing them. And the first reason why is a lot of times... You think that pursuing your passion is going to be really hard. It's true. It's just facts. We really 
look at things that tend to get us fired up and we're like, that's not realistic. I can't go after that. That's not going to give me the same amount of money as this skill over here that's popular, that's trending, that is predicted to open more jobs, that my parents say I should focus on. I mean, and we give all the excuses in the world, which may be valid. It may be valid. These things over here may open up some doors a bit easier, give you a bit more funds, be a bigger paycheck. However, because it's not your passion, it's actually going to come much harder for you. And now that that's a bad thing, sometimes in certain seasons, you have to focus on what is going to give results, right? You need to just get a job. You need to get a job and pay some bills. That's part of adulting. That's part of discipline. That's part of if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat, right? Basics in the Bible. However, when you continue to ignore certain passions, even if it's just something that you need to do responsibly on the side until it can pay your bills, you need to, though, not ignore it completely because, hey, that's another topic. But when we ignore our passions and desires, guess who doesn't? The devil. And he tends to come through the back door and tempt us in ways that are ungodly. Whereas if we had just brought our passions to God in the first place, tackled it up front, the enemy would not had, he wouldn't have had room to bring and stir up a perverted version of your passion, right? So that's probably should have been point number four for why you cannot ignore your passions. That's a side note, but take that. So I needed to hear that. You cannot ignore your passion any longer or else the enemy will not ignore it and will attract you in a way that will surprise you. All right. Anyways, back to the main point. You thinking your passion will be hard is actually a lie because it will actually come much easier to you since that's what gives you joy. That's what lights you up. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Nehemiah 8.10 tells us. So if this is something that God has wired you to get joy from, running, painting, singing, dancing, doing an instrument, medicine, doing law, taking care of people. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If that's how you've been wired to light up, it will actually come much easier to you than all these statistics you're looking at because that's what brings you to life. And so I want you to take another look at those passions and see, am I foolishly ignoring something that would actually come easier to me because statistics say it will be harder or it won't give me as much of a paycheck? A lot of times you can live on much less when you're happier. You just can. A lot of times the things we go after and think we need are because we're really unhappy and depressed in our jobs. I mean, being in corporate America for so long, you see it. People are straight up depressed. And because of that, they spend more money. There are even a lot of statistics that tell you that. They're spending more money on things they don't need just because they're depressed. They're depressed in the job that they're in. They don't feel fulfilled, valued, or excited, or challenged. And so, yeah, pursuing your passion may not up front give you that big paycheck, 
But because it's going to be challenging, because it's going to be, I mean, just something that really fires you up, you'd be surprised how you go harder. And you can either bring in that income or do without that extra income because you're happier. And I want you happier. God wants you happier. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In his presence, there is fullness of joy and pleasure forevermore. There is pleasure because God likes to make us feel good about using our gifts. He loves it. It gives him joy, which gives us joy. All right, so that's number one. Number two, you think your earthly passion has no kingdom impact. Mm, That's a big one. A lot of times we're like, how could me loving art have some kingdom value or impact? And believe me, it does. I mean, even in Genesis, where it just talks about God makes things pleasing, pleasing to the eyes and to to the to to, to for sight, like legit flowers and certain fruits and all that he was talking about. The only purpose is to make it pleasing to our sight because you know what? That gives a lot of people peace. It rejuvenates. It refreshes. God gave us vision for a reason because seeing beauty actually does a lot to us. It actually awakens um, a big part of, man, seeing God as beautiful and glorious when we realize how he makes things beautiful just for us. Like he would make things that aren't have, have no other purpose but to give us joy. And so you being that vessel that God may use to inspire someone visually and remind them of God's beauty and that God cares about the details, the details, something small as something visually stirring them and giving them joy and putting a smile on their face has holy purpose and kingdom impact. So I want you to really ask God how he wants to use that. Plus, if it's anything that you can do well, believe me, that God, that gives God glory. Matthew 5 or 16 tells us, let your light, let your light, the thing that makes you really shine, the thing that puts you on a not a pedestal for men to worship you, but a pedestal for them to see how good and glorious God is. Like, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. There is a purpose for the talents where you shine. Even if you think it has no ministry impact directly in the church, it definitely has an impact because God intends to impact every sphere of society, not the sh- not just the church. All right, let's be clear. We are the church so that we can go into every realm of society and improve the standard of living in those areas so that people live better. Wherever the people of God are, people should be living better in every aspect of their life. And so God gives us different passions for that reason. He wants to impact different areas of living. He wants to show people that he cares about different parts and different details in their life, right? So I want you to not take that passion lightly. Take it to God again if you've been sleeping on it and really ask him 
God, is this something you've given me to shine in, but I've put it under a bushel? Matthew 5 talks a lot about that, that we are the light, but we're not supposed to take that light and hide it. No one is given light to hide it, but to put it up on a lampstand. And so find the lampstand for your light, for the things that make you light up and start to display them more and more and watch God work with it and get glory from it because people are going to wonder, why do you shine so much when you do this? You'll be able to tell them that's how God wired you to shine. You just can't help it. All right, so number three, you're confident, but you keep fearing the criticism you're going to get from friends and family if you allow yourself to obsess over that passion. Because let's be clear, a passion is something you can't help it. You love it so much. You're going to love it more than other people. If other people aren't passionate about it, they're not going to understand why you are, right? I mean, thankfully, many times you do get some family members who do get it, friends who do get it and will support you, but you're going to have a lot who won't. They won't get it. They're like, why are you so into that thing? And because you fear that, you're going to keep yourself from that joy that a lot of times they're just missing out on. Let's be clear. A lot of people around us are living with a lack of joy and a lack of passion because they themselves have decided to just go the, the, the route of least resistance, right? They're in a job that was easy to get because someone told them it would be easy to make money there. And I mean, they're just completely ignoring the things God has called them to go after and pursue with risk and faith and adventure and passion. So yeah, if they see you doing that, it's going to be foreign to them. They will not understand it. And we have to stop looking to people who are passionless and joyless to approve what we're doing to protect our passions and our joys, right? So let's remember lukewarm living and many people in the church are living lukewarm. Don't be deceived. Lukewarm living usually leads to lukewarm faith. When you're not going after the thing you've been wired to go after with fire in your eyes and with zeal in your heart and with having to pray big prayers and watch God come through in miraculous ways, when you decide to ignore that, your faith usually becomes lukewarm also. So don't, don't ignore that passion for too long. We really need more Christians who are fired up about this gospel, about this great salvation that we have instead of people who are just going to church on Sundays. Amen. We've seen it. Don't want to be it. Don't have time for it in 2019. Revelation 3 verse 15 and 16 is where we see God even talk about the lukewarm, where he's like, I wish you were either hot or cold. Seriously. Like there's so many places in the Bible where God's just like, I can do something with someone, even if they're in the world and they don't know Jesus and they don't have faith, God will use them if they are passionate in what they're doing and if they're committed. He sometimes has to go around Christians to get things done because at least those in the world will be honest that I'm passionate about this. I'm committed to seeing this through and God will use them to get his will done on the earth. So mm, let's not 
have God go around us to someone who isn't even his daughter that he has to choose to use because at least they were going to be honest with committing to this passion and getting this project or this venture done. Okay? Don't be that girl. Don't be that woman. Do it. And do it in the name of Jesus with confidence and with freedom. Because it is for freedom Christ has set you free. So stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery or a yoke of people-pleasing or a yoke of letting lukewarm church people bully you. <laughs> All right? I'm going to stop there. That was Galatians 5.1, actually, that I just quoted. It's a good one if you just want to be reminded that you're free. You're free to have passions inside the church and outside the church. So go live them. Go live them, Lionheart. Until next time, I'll see you on the gram. Love you.